This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Hi, my name's Becky Sedgwick, and this is the Parenting for Faith podcast. Well, I don't know about you, but we had snow. Woke up yesterday and the world was completely white. It was just beautiful. We live in the middle of Wiltshire and we don't get snow very often, so it was a big event. So we all rushed out and played. And in the afternoon, it started to disappear. And frankly, that's the way I like my snow. Enough to play in, long enough to play, and then get rid of it quickly. Anyway, on to today. In today's episode, I'm going to share something that happened as a result of a time when God used a song that I sang as a very little child to minister to me as an adult. Rachel will be answering a great question about when or if there's a right time for a kid to make a commitment to Jesus. And I've interviewed Mark Arnold about his intriguingly named Dad's Fire Circle for our wildcard this week. And as ever, we're going to end with a question to start an interesting conversation. I was reading recently about how memory works. Um, it talked a lot about the brain, but actually it turns out memory is a bit like a massive Amazon warehouse. And basically speaking, there are three areas. There's the sort of like the goods in area, um, the place where we lay down our memories. So something happens or, you know, we spot something nice or something significant. We, we lay down a memory of that. So you've got your goods in section, then you've got your storage facilities, sort of long term storage. And uh, and so that's like the, the stacks and stacks of shelves where they keep all the boxes. Um, and there's two main areas. There's um where memories associated with emotions are kept. And then there's another whole bunch where memories associated with words or facts are kept. So you've got like two storage areas. And then your third area of your massive warehouse is the goods out. And that's when memories are recalled. So like when we remember something, it's like a little umpa lumpa has gone along and uh, found that memory and pulled it out and stuck it to the top of our mind. And the article was explaining how it worked. But it also said that when we learn songs, they're much easier for us to remember than just words. So like, you know, if you sing that ABC song, you know, that makes it easier to remember the alphabet than just saying the letters of the alphabet in a sequence. And I was thinking that's, that's really interesting um, because a long time ago I had an experience where a song I'd learned as a tiny child about God was massive let me explain a little bit more it was in a really bad bit of my life I think we all go through stages where life's just difficult and put it like this I couldn't see the way ahead I was pretty much in despair I didn't know well I couldn't read the bible nothing seemed to make sense I found even praying difficult and one evening I just went outside and I just stood with God and then suddenly all I heard in my head was that old song, Jesus' Love is Very Wonderful, really the chorus. 
And the chorus is so high. It's Jesus' love is so high you can't get over it. So low you can't get under it. So wide you can't get round it. And immediately I knew that God was saying, no matter what happens, I have wrapped you in my love. And it was a profound moment for me that I remember now like, Ooh, 25 years later and it was this, the power of this song to speak to me it never left me so when I became a children and families worker a long time later um, this was kind of at the back of my mind and at the same time I heard this story about early missionaries to China and I've tried to to google this and to kind of like you know pin it down to fact but I can't but the story I heard was this that there were these early missionaries and they went from tribe to tribe and with every language they trans they wrote a set of I think it was 12 songs which kind of gave the whole gospel it was like a theology hymnal if you like and they would teach them those songs and then they would move on to another area where they translate them into the next language and do the same and and their reasoning was that this way it'll help people remember the truth about God when they don't have access to a Bible in their own language. And oh, that was always ticking around in my mind. And then when I became a children and families worker, I was like, which song do I choose? You know, we, we're going to have two on a Sunday morning. We've got a couple in the club midweek, which songs? And then people would have their favourite songs. And one would become like My Lighthouse, still going, um, that we'd sing all the time. And I'd be like, oh, what's, what song? In the end, I was thinking about the power of, of songs and how how they teach us and help us retain things. And I thought, if that's the case, then really I need to be picking songs which are significant, which are in, that contain the truth that I want these kids to retain 20, 30 years down the line. So we decided to do an experiment. Basically, what we did was we said for six months, we're going to sing no more than 12 songs. And we picked these songs um, and we made sure that they were used in Sunday morning kids groups and after school clubs and messy church, um, Sunday morning worship. So and we said, well, the rationale was that if we use them, they'll really get embedded in these kids brains. And we even gave the parents a, the playlist. Actually, it was back in the day when you gave them a CD um, so that they could be played in, in the car and at home. So these these songs containing important truths would would really be embedded into these kids brains and it was about 10 years ago now and I'd really be fascinated to know whether those kids then who are now teenagers remember them um but I just thought if you're listening to songs with your kids at home there are so many out there and we can sometimes get stuck in a groove I just thought it might be worth thinking about the criteria we used if I shared the criteria we used for picking those songs just in case it's something you think oh that might be an interesting thing to try at home. So the first thing was that I tried to pick songs that gave a broad and balanced view of God. So we with you know, not just intimate songs of God loving me and me loving God, but also songs that contain the idea of purpose and things like that. Um, and our role as Christians and some which maybe contain biblical truths or theology, obviously all stories that are uh, songs that they could understand so the first thing was that they gave a broad view of God who he is and what he does the second thing was that they 
contained the truth about the whole story of God. So as far as possible, songs would kind of give children a big view of the story of salvation from creation to revelation. Um, so you can't do that in a song list altogether. You can't pick a song for each stage. But songs like Nick and Becky Drake, um, they wrote a really lovely Christmas song called what The Angels Knew. But the first line says, the angels knew from long ago that God so loved the world and would not let it go. So although it's a Christmas song, it's immediately set in the context of the big story of salvation, that Jesus's coming was the answer to a need and, and God's loving response to the need he saw in the world. And another Nick and Brecky Drake song, which I am a fan of, is A City on a Hill, because that talks about our purpose and, and Jesus living in me can change the world. So as we chose the songs, we tried to look at, do they kind of help children understand different bits of this big story? We also um, looked at different styles of worship. So we had some really quiet, reflective music, but we also had loud, passionate, exuberant um, worship songs as well. And some of them are more what might be called adult rather than child. And the reason for that was we wanted to expose the children to um, different types of worship um, to see so they could kind of find out the, the, the ways of worship that help them connect with God the best and also so they could be used in different situations. Um, so that was it really, that, that was what we did and I, I just want to encourage you that, you know, we're really good at focusing on Bible stories and Bible reading and stuff but the songs you choose to listen to as a family can be phenomenally powerful in conveying God's truth and his word and his his messages for each of us so I just thought maybe you want to do this experiment so if you're going to create a family playlist it's worth asking three questions does this set of songs give a broad and balanced view of who God is and what he does do they help kids see the whole story of God and do they contain a variety of styles so that kids learn that worship takes place in all sorts of ways. Have fun. My name is Rachel Turner and I get to answer the question today. We love getting your questions. Thank you so much for sending them in. And today's question, I think, has been really articulated well. It's uh, from a listener and we love we love getting those questions. Please continue to send them in uh, through the contest t contact us page on the website or through Facebook. And uh, today's question is about the big commitment. And it says this, I love listening to the podcast, but I probably listened, I've probably listened for a year or so. This is probably something you have talked about before, but I haven't found it. Uh, just for you, uh, we have talked about it before, and it's in episode 24, if you want to go back and hear more about it. Uh, the listener goes on to say, my son is five, and we talk about Jesus and our faith a lot in everyday conversation. Recently, it has got to the stage where I feel he could make a prayer of commitment if he wanted to, but find it difficult to gauge, firstly, if this is an appropriate thing to steer kids towards, and secondly, if he is actually ready. I know there isn't just one big moment, but probably lots of little realizations and decision points over the years as we come to accept Jesus. That is certainly the overall emphasis in our approach. 
and I feel like the way we talk about our faith means he probably would know he is already a believer. However, I wonder if a prayer of commitment could be important on his journey. It was quite a big thing in the Christian context I grew up in, in Sunday school. It was important to repent and ask Jesus to come into our lives, which I wanted to do and don't remember it being pressured. However, it feels the way we do stuff now is quite different. So far, I haven't suggested it, in case it makes a bigger deal than it actually is. My husband really doesn't want to suggest it at all, because it could take away from his free choice. What is your experience with making a commitment to Jesus through a prayer? I love this question. Thank you so much for sending it in. And I agree with you. For me, um, there is something really significant about a, a life full of little realizations and decision points. And we talk more about that in episode 24 in the first part. But I wanted to really specifically talk to the circumstances of this question. Um, one, um, having a child who's five, um, I remember I remember having this sort of realization of Jesus and what he did for us when I was four. So I absolutely firmly believe that um, your son is of an age where understanding who Jesus is and what he did is something that his brain and his heart can understand. Because for me, it was a, a sick. I still remember where it was sitting and the skirt that the teacher was wearing and what Jesus looked like on the flannel graph. And I, I still have a vivid memory of 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 my first time I think I got it and connected with God in that way. Um, But what I think uh, is helpful is to not think about it so much as is a big moment important because some of that is just personality. For some kids, they like big moments. For other kids, they don't like big moments. That is, that can be a personality thing. But I think if we take a step back, what we're talking about here is two separate things. One is a life pattern of living in the freedom of the gospel, of of what Jesus has done for us. And it's really important that our kids from the very earliest time understand how to say, God, I feel like I have sinned. I feel like I've done something wrong. And that makes my heart feel heavy. That makes me feel disconnected from you, God. And uh, I thank you, Jesus, that I don't have to live with that. So I'm God, please take that off of my heart. I don't want to do that. I'm so sorry, God. And I am so grateful that I can connect with you. That sort of sense of, this is on my heart. I don't want it. Take away my sins so that I could be connected to you. That sense of repenting and connecting and being filled with God and and fully nothing between us and God is a, a pattern of life that I think our kids really flourish in because they make mistakes and to teach them that that's the good news is that we can always always feel the fullness of connection with God and there's nothing that can stand in the way and that can always be swept away because of Jesus and that's a really helpful conversation and pattern for your child to feel comfortable in doing and so if you haven't had those conversations of describing to your kid the feeling of disconnection from God or heaviness on your heart or um, how to share with God what what is burden what is sitting on your heart or making your heart feel dirty and and thanking Jesus for cleaning it and asking him to come and give you hugs all of that stuff can be really helpful because that is a significant part of those big moments is just that pattern of life of back and forth the other thing that is really helpful is that in the pattern of how you pray and connect with God around to make that part of your regular part of it. My dad, even now when he prays for me on the phone, almost always starts with 
Heavenly Father, we love you. I uh, pray that you would forgive us of our sins, that there would be nothing between us and you. That is like the phrase that I remember him praying at the beginning of everything. And that always taught me as a kid of something of coming to God clean and clear with nothing sitting on me. It was a really helpful pattern of just his prayer life that I sort of picked up. But this other section is is of the commitment, the the big I'm all in. I completely understand my life and the consequences of of jumping full into Christianity for a lifetime and I feel prepared to make that commitment and I'm making it now. And and for some kids that is something that they feel is significant and important and they want to do. For other kids, that is something that is so huge to contemplate and they don't feel like they can plan next week, much less forever. And so they shy away from jumping into something so big because they know they can't do something that big. And so I feel like the a commitment can almost be something that is something we want our kids to do to sort of draw a line underneath it and say, aha, you know, whew, they made it over the line. But, you know, when I look at the scripture, it's about confessing with our mouth, Jesus is Lord and accepting what he's done for us. And, and it's, it's that pattern of relationship rather than the signing on the dotted line. And so for me, it's sort of about the personality of your kid um, of, in terms of the commitment, but I think teaching them how to come to God through that process of repenting and getting clean and thanking Jesus for what he's done and asking God to, to come close. All of that is a life pattern. It's the series of small moments. And whether or not your kid would benefit from a big moment can be interesting. If you want to introduce a big moment, sometimes what you may want to do is tell your story of the big moment. Uh, if you've had a big moment and it was significant to you, uh, what you can say is some people do this and some people do that. Some people really like saying, God, I'm in all the way. Um, sign me up for life, God. You are my king and my God forever. And some people like doing a quiet every day. God, I love you. Come close and you know, forgive me of my sins every day. And how you walk with God is up to you and God and how you do that together. But I did a big moment and I do little moments. And your dad never had a big moment. He just had a series of small moments. And everybody's life with God has a different story. What is yours? Because then you're giving them many multiple doors to their journey of life with God. Long answer for a good question. You may disagree with me. Um, it may hopefully just start a good conversation for you guys to decide what's right for you. So I'm here with Mark Arnold, the Additional Needs Blog Father and Urban Saints Additional Needs Ministry Director. And I've asked um, I've asked Mark to come on the podcast today because I was fascinated when I saw a post he read he he put up about something called the Dad's Fire Circle. So, Mark, do you want to tell us what that's about? Yeah. Hello, Becky. Hello, everyone. Uh, the Dad's Fire Circle is a place for dads of children and young people with additional needs and disabilities to, to gather uh, and to spend time just sharing with each other, um, supporting each other, just you know, being on a journey together. Uh, and to just create a place where dads can uh, just communicate and uh, and share a bit about their experience of parenting a child with additional needs or disabilities. But why dads? Well, I think 
uh, why dads? I'm a dad myself uh, of uh, a child with uh, additional needs. And so you know, I understand that journey a bit. Uh, in the work I do professionally, um, of all the parents that I meet, probably 90 plus percent of them tend to be mums. Very rarely, in comparison, get to spend time and, and chat and share with dads. And there's all sorts of reasons for that. Uh, but uh, just thought it'd be great to be able to get dads together, to gather dads together. And, uh, it, you know, for some dads, that's that's more challenging. You know, they're, they're, you know as, as guys, we're, we're maybe not so good at opening up and sharing how we're feeling and all those kinds of things. But it's, uh, it's amazing when, when dads do. Uh, how that just opens up so much in them and for them and uh, and how helpful that is to other dads as well. I'm like, you set this up during lockdown number one, possibly? Yeah, yeah. It, um, I, I was watching, uh, I don't know if you know, uh, Ben Fogel's New Lives in the Wild. Yeah. Uh, I was watching New Lives in the Wild, we, big fans of, uh, of that here. And uh, Ben was visiting this family in New Zealand uh, that had given up uh, their day jobs in the UK, gone out to the wilderness of New Zealand and set up home there and had their two kids with them. And uh, the guy uh, would every now and then meet up with other guys uh, from families in you know, sort of the, the wider wild area that they lived in. Some of them had families, some of them didn't, but they'd gather around a fire circle and they'd talk. And you know, the, the, there were only two rules. One was they had a stick. And if you were holding the stick, then it was your turn to talk. And the other thing was that what was said in the fire circle stayed in the fire circle. And I thought, well, there's something there. There's a really good model uh, that could work for dads uh, of children with additional needs and disabilities. And so uh, within two or three days of, of watching that. There was a Facebook group, there was a website, there was communication starting to go out to say, hey guys, do you fancy gathering? Uh, you know, at the moment is gonna be on Zoom. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's, that's what we're doing. Uh, but just an opportunity for, for guys to get together in that kind of way, in a, in a way that just, you know, we can chat with each other, what we say, what we share, doesn't go any further. Uh, but it's an opportunity for guys just to, uh, yeah, talk about stuff. Sounds fantastic. I wish I could join, but clearly I can't. Um, <laughs> so at the moment you're on Zoom. So are you planning real fire circles one day in the future? Yes, we are. Uh, so at the moment, as you say, it's on Zoom. We're getting dads joining us from all over the UK. Uh, and uh, there's, a, there's a, a little cluster from Northern Ireland, for example, that, that joins in, which is great. Uh, and uh, we, yeah, we, we're getting a good number of dads uh, connecting uh, each month, which uh, is how often we're, we're meeting at the moment. And that's what the dads themselves thought would be a good rhythm. But we've already started talking about, you know, at some point in the future when things open up a bit more, wouldn't it be great to be able to gather together physically in the same place and uh, maybe spend a, a day or a weekend or something? You know, we're going to figure out the details of this and figure out where that could be. We've got some you know, ideas already starting to circulate that guys have been identifying of places that we could do this but yeah just to spend some time uh physically together sharing stuff journeying together um 
talking about our families, the, uh, the, the, the questions that we've got, the, the challenges that parenting a child with additional needs brings, the sometimes uh, you know, different challenges for, for guys uh, in that as well. And, and yeah, in doing that sharing and in doing that talking through stuff, coming up with ways to support each other and, and to help each other. So yeah, it's Zoom at the moment. We've got Facebook and we're doing Zoom meetings uh, and we've got a web page. Uh, but uh, yeah, in time, hopefully uh, we'll all be gathered around a real fire <laughs> in a real fire circle with a stick <laughs> with a stick uh, and, uh, and and doing it that way which will be absolutely great as well sounds amazing so if if somebody listening here thinks yeah that's something i'd like to get involved with or i know a dad who needs this in his life how can he join a fire circle your fire circle so there's there's a, a, a couple of ways in which uh, dads can can join, and uh, we've got a Facebook group. So if uh, if you use Facebook, uh, search for the Dad's Fire Circle in Facebook, and you'll find it. It's um it's a closed group, uh, which means that you have to ask to join. That's just because. Um, we don't want people turning up trying to sell us fake Rolex watches and stuff. Uh, you know, of course uh, you're uh, and, uh, But uh, ask to join and one of us will let you in uh, quickly. Uh, or you can have a look at the website, which is thedadsfirecircle.com. And uh, in the website, there's a blog, uh, which will be helpful, lots of uh, useful stuff there for dads. Uh, there's details of when we're meeting next uh, and how to connect with that. Uh, there are links to different um, other organisations that can provide support and help uh, for, uh, for parents and particularly for dads in that as well. So, yeah, through the, uh, the Facebook group and the, uh, the website, there's uh, details of, of when we're meeting next. Uh, our, our next meeting is, uh, I think, next week, uh, next Thursday. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that, that's uh, going to be great. And, but we meet every month. Uh, and so, you know, whenever uh, people are listening to this, uh, look on the website, look in the Facebook group yep. and you'll find details of our next gathering. That sounds absolutely brilliant. Thanks, Mark. Brilliant. Thanks ever so much for asking. And finally, our question to start an interesting conversation. What worship songs or hymns do you think Jesus would have in his top 10? Happy chatting. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you. Thank you.